Hey Hamburg, happy Thanksgiving. Well, this year will prove to be maybe the most unique Thanksgiving we ever experienced. It is a great time to kind of highlight some of the things we tend to take for granted. And it reminds us that we still have an insane amount of things to be thankful for. And right near the top of that list in the Hill House is our Hamburg baseball family. And we're beyond excited to announce the launching of a special project we've been working on called Bulldogs Connect. Throughout this series of videos, you're going to see us sit down with former players as we take a look at where their journey has taken them from high school graduation to their current day. And of course, we'll pause and reflect and kind of reminisce about the good old playing days when they considered Howfield their home field. And if we get this right, we're hoping to strengthen that connection between our former players and our current players and of course our future Bulldogs dreaming about playing on Howfield. Our first guest is 2012 Hamburg High School graduate Eric Simoncelli. Eric is a product of one of the greatest families you will ever meet, and the Simoncellis epitomize everything that is good about Hamburg and makes Hamburg such a special community. Now, although Eric might not have been the smartest, the most athletic, or the best looking in his family, of course those honors belong to his older sister Mary, we're going to find out that Eric and his younger brother James, who's currently in the program, didn't turn out so bad themselves. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Eric Simoncelli. Welcome folks, we're sitting down here today with uh, 2012 grad Eric Simoncelli. And uh, we're gonna take a little trip down memory lane, get caught up on uh, a whole bunch of current events. And uh, so I guess Eric, um, let's kind of uh, get everybody up to speed here. Since you graduated from Hamburg, walk us through um, where life has taken you since that day. Yeah, so I, Finished up Hamburg 2012, uh, went to Duval College to pursue physical therapy, played four years of baseball there, um, which was a great experience. It was, um, you know, a struggling Division three program, but I definitely got to play every pitch of every game, which was awesome. Um, ended up going to grad school there as well, was an assistant coach for one year during grad school, finished up my doctorate in physical therapy. Um, and had moved down to Cincinnati with my wonderful wife, Carly. Um, we bought a house lit last year, um, started a job as an outpatient sports medicine kind of physical therapist, and uh, I'm enjoying life ever since. Now, it sounds like in, you've had some good fortune, perhaps, if you could put it that way, through the pandemic. How's that worked out work-wise? Yeah, um, I let me preface this by saying I would definitely trade not having a pandemic over having one. Um, I do think that there's been a lot of positives that I would love highlighting, but first off, I'd rather not have one. Um, but it's been kind of a great experience. Um, I got to spend, I was away from work for what ended up being about a week and a half full time. And then I was part time for a few weeks, but ended up picking up some new hobbies, some projects that have started to really, um, become a nice little side business for me um, and have really allowed me to kind of grow those skills and through that kind of take a leadership role at my work because um, no one knows how to get through a pandemic. So um, just in the way that we're trying to get through it and um, it's kind of allowed me to step my role up, take a bigger role. And it's been a great opportunity to, you know, test your mettle against uh, what this world is throwing at us. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of accelerated that, that learning curve a little bit for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, it seems like to me, I think, I feel like since you've graduated, we've, we've had certainly more than a handful of players 
you know, come through the program and eventually, you know, try to study in the similar field um, that you are. Could you maybe go into just a little bit more detail, perhaps, and kind of outline exactly what you do on a daily basis? Yeah, so um, I always do think it's interesting. I think baseball players are just more cerebral-minded athletes. We like to understand things a little bit more, and I think that does lend itself well to the medical field. There's always more to know. There's always a deeper plane to dive into. Um, but yeah, I, I'm an outpatient physical therapist, so I spend my days treating anything that hurts head to toe on somebody, um, muscle pain, joint pain, everything in between. Um, I work in a pretty cool clinic. It's mostly manual therapy. So we do one-on-one hour-long sessions of problem solving, trying to diagnose, treat, and come up with a plan of how to return people back to sport, back to their activities without pain. Um, so I love it. It's, it's a constant puzzle of new people, new challenges that just keep coming in and no two hours are alike. That's awesome. That yeah. is absolutely awesome. They, um, I guess, so what's, what's the vision for where this career could take you 10 years, 20 years down the road, maybe as you settle into Cincinnati? Yeah, uh, I think the easy answer is to probably just continue to become more and more of a PT. Uh, I, I love working with baseball players, especially you know, the overhead athlete population is what we tend to call it. Um, I just think that shoulders the, the more we think we know about them, the more we seem to realize we know nothing about. Um, and I think that's an underserved population. You know, we, in baseball, we just keep wanting to throw harder and throw more and throw longer. And we don't necessarily know how to do that. Um, so I, I would love to kind of develop a specialty area in that, um, try and serve that population better. But at the same time, also, um, I think there's a lot of things that I, I'm just passionate about the, the field that I'm in and seeing where that takes me. So whether that involves a business down the line or that involves a, taking more of a leadership role, or, I don't know, but I know I could never stop treating patients entirely. I, that's where I really feel called to be. So I, who knows where it could change to, but I, I definitely want to have that component in there. That's, that's awesome stuff. That's great. Uh, no encounters with Trevor Bauer while he's been in Cincinnati, is it? <laughs> None yet, but that's a guy I'd love to talk to. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, well, let's see if we can uh, reverse the clock here a little bit. We'll jump into our time machine and, and, and go back to your Hamburg experience when you were uh, donning the, the Bulldog uniform. Um, and you, in your junior year, you played for one of the more interesting teams. I don't know if they, if they were ever going to make a movie about one of the Hamburg baseball teams. That might have been the year to do it. Absolutely. Do you want to take people through a little synopsis uh, from, you know, preseason, early season, all the way through the the crowning achievements at the end of the year? Yeah. um, I mean, my junior year, we went with high expectations. We had a a heck of a talented baseball team um, that I think we were all really, really excited for. Um, And then we had some individuals make off-field decisions that were not in the best, best, uh, you know, mindset for our program or for them individually. Um, And one of the things I've always loved about Hamburg baseball is that we hold that standard. That means something, how we carry ourselves in the school and around matters. Um, And unfortunately um, we ended up through all of those things, losing our two probably most naturally talented players off that team, Um, which all of a sudden took us from high expectations to where the heck are we? Um, And, where we were was an 0-5 start to that year. Um, we were a floundering baseball team. 
um, that needed some direction and some guidance um, and kind of just an awesome story of a bunch of less talented baseball players who loved baseball and worked together better that by the end of the year, sectional champions, um, crossover game champions, and then losing in the far West regional game um, that I think no one in the state would have even believed that we could have been in and a million things that bad bounces, things that go one way or the other. We had every chance to win that game, um, which was just an awesome story of how one group of guys, talent means a lot, but we lost the, what would be the talent and we ended up becoming, I think, a better baseball team in the long run. Yeah, it's just an unbelievable example. I know as I've tried to tell stories to the, the younger guys, it's it's hard to truly capture the essence of that team unless you, you lived it like you did and you get the, the, the benefit of, um, you know, <laughs> living through it and sharing that experience. Yeah. Um, one thing I, and I know, um, it's hard to describe to people how good that Iroquois team was that you guys beat in the yeah. A1 finals. That was really, I think one of the better teams Western New York has seen. And, and um, times. yeah. And your buddy, Sam Hogan pitches a gem and, uh, and ironically, and maybe this is just an antidote to remind us that, you know, maybe we don't need to take baseball too serious. I mean, when you say Eric Simoncelli and Sam Hogan, all I do is picture them warming up pregame with the wrapper still on the baseball. <laughs> yep. That was part of the, uh, that was part of our rituals that seemed to get us somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what it was doing for him, but as a catcher, I'm, I'm always about handling the dainty pitchers, however they need to be handled. And if that means we're going to throw with the wrapper on for 10 to 15 throws beforehand, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about it. That's for sure. That was about power for the course for our good buddy. Sam. Absolutely. I mean, that Iroquois team was such a good baseball team. And uh, I mean, they had a lot of guys who I ended up playing at the next level and doing really, really well. And, um, but we played them three times that year and, beat them three times and it was three exceptional games and that one at sale magley is still in emblazoned in my mind um, yeah because it was just that good I, I i could be wrong on this we'll have to you know we'll have to check the the record so to speak i i don't know if they lost any other games that year nope i, I, I want to say they were like 21 and three yeah yeah which yeah. is unbelievable i don't know if it was a matchup uh, deal but you know, if you, you beat them once, they could say it's luck. But when you beat them all three times, it's it's hard to say it was all luck anyway. Yeah. And um, on one of the most boneheaded coaching decisions, maybe of all time, that worked out. I mean, Chafee calling a, a sack bunt with two outs that ends up leading to a first and third play that they screw up and we score on. I mean – things you would never even think about. I remember seeing the bunt sign and I'm standing on first base. He tells me to steal on a bunt. I'm like, what is going on? There's two outs, Chafe. And sure enough, we get, we go first to third on that little single scores it. And I'm pretty sure we won it one, nothing. Yep. Yep. Or two to one. um, The video of that whole sequence is still on YouTube. I should probably try to post the link to that here somewhere. Um, And and there were so many impressive things in there. Um, you know, as you guys got things going, um, but not lost in any of that, I, I think is your ability to get from first to third on that play was just, was just incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, back in the day when my legs still worked, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are, we called you smoke for a reason. Um, the, uh, and then walk us into your, your senior year. So you guys, you know, said goodbye to a lot of, uh, you know, good leaders from that group. 
um, yeah. and you guys started out with with a with a solid core and, and still had a really productive year. So who are the guys that you graduated with? I graduated with um, in no particular order: um, Mr. Sam Hogan, Tyler Brunner, um, Sam Bufa, Eric Moscato, and Shane Raymond. Um, which we had a small senior class, and really, when you look at that senior class, we were a senior class of athletes more than baseball players. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was a single one of those guys who would probably have called baseball their number one sport other than me. Um, they were all football players, volleyball players, and great, great guys, friends to this day. But um, we were definitely a – we were kind of sandwiched between two baseball-heavy classes. Um, but it was a great group of guys who showed up to work, the, the, the type of lunch pal guys that you'd want. Never an issue, never a, a, a off-the-field problem, nothing. We – it was a good group of guys. That's it. I think you nailed it. That is just super, super steady, reliable, consistent group. And yeah. and I tell you what, we've we uh, if we value anything in the program, those are the qualities. Uh, and when I think about those guys you just listed, I'm thinking about I, every one of them has gone on to do really good things and gotten off to some incredible starts to their young professional careers. So it's it's going to be interesting to follow all these guys. Um, let's see. So you've had some other really unique experiences. Um, and I think maybe at the top of that list is your experience as a bullpen catcher with the Bisons. Can, wow. you, can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I, I'm sitting, I just finished high school, um, waiting to go into college. I've already talked to the baseball coach at DUville and randomly one night he sends out an email that says, Hey guys, they're looking for trip. They're looking for bullpen catchers for the triple A all-star game. Would you be interested? Of course, yes. Um, I didn't. I didn't ask when it was or what I need. I just said yes. Um, so I got slid in that night, which was awesome, um, and had the best night of, of one of probably one of the best nights of my life to this point. Catching Matt Harvey on his way up to the big leagues, um, catching a bunch of guys who ended up, you know, on their way down, and just some amazing guys, some prospects that were at that game. Um, it's quite an impressive roster that year. Um, had an amazing time it was about was getting all ready about to walk out of the clubhouse I'm starting to walk out and guys are just handing me money and I'm like what is going on <laughs> I said this seems like a dream I don't get it so um, I'm a person who always you know believes in thanking the people that got you there so the, my contact for the night I just walked up to him. I didn't know who he was but I just said Scott you know I really appreciated this opportunity and you know, like if you guys ever need anything like this again, like I'm a local kid, like I'm always willing to do stuff like this. And he said, actually, he said, you know, we don't have one currently. He said, why don't you give me my, why don't I give you my number? He's like, call me next year. We'll see if we can get you in for a tryout. So, okay. Um, so do that next year, come in. Um, Bob Stanley, Red Sox, great, is our pitching coach that year. He, uh, he says, you know how to catch a baseball? I said, yes. He said, you're hired. Um, it probably should have been a more in-depth interview process because um, I had not caught 90 plus anything um, to that point in my career. Um, so it was a rough awakening, but I ended up doing that for five years, all with the Blue Jays organization and um, met some of the best guys, learned a ton about baseball, um, and a ton about being a baseball player, being a, being a man, really being a base, being an athlete, so many great lessons. Um, that I really am so grateful for to this day. That is just such a such a special story. I love it. I love it. It never gets old. Um, 
another unique story I was thinking about as we were getting ready to sit down together was our crazy trip to Vanderbilt. (laughs) So was that, that was in the summer between your sophomore and junior year? Yes. That sounds right? Okay. Yeah. um, I think the craziest thing was that you and uh, Mama Hill decided to do it. (laughs) That's the thing that still doesn't make sense when I tell the story. Um, But yeah, there's five of us that all went down different position groups, um, me and a bunch of guys that were younger than me um, in the program, but just kind of somebody in every position group. And we went there and I remember you guys briefing us on the way down, like, Hey, as much as we're here for you, we're here for the program. Like we want to absorb everything they tell you and bring it all back. So don't, don't just take what applies to you. We need everything. Um, And that was an amazing camp. Uh, So many awesome, awesome people to meet there. Um, I still think about some of coach Corbin's speeches that he gave to start off the day when he's, it's 107 degrees and he's in his full winter gear speaking about mentality and, um, things like it's those types of the memories are incredible not to mention the baseball aspect of it got to be on teams and be with guys that ended up being at LSU and Texas Tech and a bunch of other places all over the country that um, it was a lot of fun and it was uh, us northern kids don't get to play with southern baseball kids too often but it was eye-opening but a great experience oh man yeah let's talk about special memories um and then, so with all this accumulated, you know, baseball experience, um, and, and obviously, and I think you're in a unique position to maybe answer this question as, as your younger brother, James, is coming through the program. Um, so what advice do you have for this next wave of, of Bulldogs coming through, um, you know, as you kind of pull on all the experiences you've had? Yeah, uh, I'm, I think that the thing that I I'm so glad I did when I was in high school, but I think it matters a lot is, you know, committing to the, to the time you have there. Um, No matter what you do, whether you play in college, if you get to play beyond that, that's awesome. I mean, baseball ends. Um, And I think that you'll always be mad at yourself if you sell yourself short on those opportunities, you know, if you don't go to the optional workouts and if you don't commit to the off season trainings and things like that, and then you lose in the sectional final game, there's always that voice in your head that says, man, what if, you know? Um, and I, I'm, I'm grateful that I, I feel like I committed to as much as I could. So when we lose in a far West regional game, I feel good about like as good as you can, that you laid it all out there. Um, but the other thing that I think makes it so great is that I think that the best thing you can do is to remember that you are in a program. Um, and Hamburg, I think, does a great job of being a program, is that as a freshman, you should and you should be grateful for the senior class and you should use them for their knowledge and their experience and all of those things. And don't be afraid to ask those guys questions. I mean, I remember as a measly little freshman, we used to have our throwing workouts at was like 6 a.m. two days a week. And I remember a bunch of guys who didn't even know me pulling me aside, teaching me things and that class wasn't as successful as my class and my class is, has not been as successful as some of the classes since. Um, but when the program can feed itself, you know that you can come back to any game, any practice, anywhere, and you still feel like you're involved because you helped a guy who helped that guy, or, you know, you always have one or two degrees of separation. So remembering that that's the, it's that program mentality, that season matters, but the guy behind you matters just as much. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's uh, we've we've been fortunate. We've had some pretty special people go through the program that have that have helped establish that and and keep it going. That's for sure. Um, well, we'll try to wrap things up with what we'll call our lightning round, and um, we're kind of set, setting the, the bar here, so to speak, and so we're going to fire a few questions at you, and you feel free to, you know, answer as, as uh, short or as long as you want here. We, we're on no clock, that's for sure. Um, so we'll lead off with, and, and, and I apologize, this is a little similar to the one we just answered, but specifically thinking about your own career. What, what's some advice that you might give to a young Eric Simoncelli in high school? Uh, I think that the number one thing I would take into high school and college is I think you can take for granted your own physical condition. Um, I was a gifted person. I didn't necessarily need to, you know, I didn't always have to work the hardest. I, I didn't really need to recover. Warming up was not always so important. Like I was relatively healthy. Um, and I think that I realized as I got older and further into baseball that while I didn't feel like I needed to do it to keep me healthy, I could it improved my play so much more when I was eating right, when I was active and working out, when I was warming up and recovering properly. Um, and I think as a young athlete, we take it for granted. You know, we think recovery, well, I'm not sore. I don't need to recover or, you know, my arm feels fine. I don't really need to warm up. And, I, I just remember that it was my junior year when um, our, my buddy Sam Hogan and I learned that we we liked to long toss every day. Our arms felt right if we got a, a good long toss every day. Um, didn't have to. wasn't mandated. You know, nobody told us we needed to. We were always the first ones and last ones to be throwing, but our arms felt great. And Sam carried our pitching staff. I caught every game, and arms never had an issue. And, uh, you know, I think it's just things like that where – you have to know your body, know what it needs, but be willing to invest in it. And I think that it can't start early enough. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, and they're right. That, those are some of the things that we only have the wisdom for. Yes, you know, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and we kind of hit on, um, you know, your high school experiences, some of your teammates and whatnot. Um, who do you think was maybe the more, most underrated guy that you played ball with through high school? Yeah, I, I'm, I'll be curious if this surprises you, but I tell this story all the time. Um, James Moscato on my junior class team was probably, to me, one of the most significant parts of that team for a guy who played almost never. Um, he was slated to be the first baseman. Um, Tyler Herr, great athlete, comes back, decides to play baseball again, can hit the cover off the baseball, but has no idea how to play first base. And James could play first base and could never really hit. Great guy, um, unbelievable teammate, played volleyball with James too. Um, but so he, instead of sulking that he might have just lost a starting job or, you know, being bitter or just showing up every day and saying, I'm going to beat this guy. I remember every free moment, him grabbing baseballs and putting Tyler Hur through the work. Unprompted. And every time the whole season that, Tyler picks a ball out of the dirt I'm like man I don't think he gets that if we don't have James committing to that team yeah. which was it was such an eye-opening experience for me that um, you know there's so many ways to be a, a backup and what we all and I think as coaches we hope that somebody's just not a distraction yeah you know you know your role be willing to work be ready when we need you but I think that great teammates like I it 
blows my mind to this day, the way that he showed up, decided, you know, I'm going to be more of a coach than I am a worrying about anything else and make him better. Yeah. And it worked and it was incredible. That's he, a special dude. There's no doubt about it. That, that's a great one. I am so glad we, we went down that road. Um, all right. We'll get a little sillier here, perhaps. Um, favorite place to go out to eat when you guys are home in Hamburg? That's so tough because uh, Buffalo's food is just different. Um, we, I mean, we're huge Juicy Burger Bar people. I love Juicy Burger. Uh, I, I, I'd love to be sponsored by them if they're listening, but um, Juicy is my place. But uh, Edie's Wings, chicken wings in Buffalo, they're just different. Uh, you can get them anywhere. They're still good, but they're different. And I'd get Edie's Chicken Wings any day of the week. Amen. Amen. Uh, we'll turn this into a part B. So if we're visiting Cincy, where's the place we got to stop at? Place we got to stop at in Cincy. Well, Cincinnati's known for Skyline Chili, which is, I don't know, more like a soup than a chili. It's tough to describe. So the, the right answer is definitely that. Um, but there's a really, really, really good um, barbecue ribs place that's known all over the place that it's called Jeff Ruby's. But that's the spot when you uh, when you get when you come to town that you really need to hit if you're in there. Oh man, I'm writing that one down. We're writing that one down for sure. Um, and then, um, okay, um, thinking back, we're in the Hamburg mode here. Favorite favorite class and or teacher from your high school career there? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I had so many good classes, um, but this one's kind of out of left field. But it definitely has kind of shifted my. It, it helped me find a passion of mine. Um, I took an e-commerce class, which I think now is probably not even offered anymore because yeah, at the time when I took it, it was like new and like really eBay and all of that was like kind of becoming so commonplace. Um, and Miss, Mrs. Bolden taught it up in the business department. And um, I saw, I'm like, I don't know what this is, but she did a great job. It sparked an interest for me, a love of in business and how it works and the behind the scenes and the way money moves and things like that. And um, I've just always been grateful for that. If, without that class, I might never have even known that I had a passion for that kind of stuff. That's outstanding. That's, that's what it's all about, really. That's what it's it, was all about. So, it was so cool. And then the finance academy that I know there's a lot of academies now, which is awesome. Um, I wish there was a health science academy when I was there because that probably would have helped me more in my current field. But um, just think like that finance academy was so great to kind of bring me a whole different wealth of knowledge that's not right down Broadway. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with Math Hill. Don't get mad at me. But um, I think, you know, being truly well-rounded outside of the core, bringing everything else in it too is so great. Yeah, they do a really good job of kind of uh... – exposing everybody to what's really out there and, yeah. and igniting that passion. Like you said, that's cool. Um, and then we'll finish up. We'll close on this one. Favorite on, like single on field memory. Uh, I think it was that crazy play at Sal Magley. Um, I just, it was, that game was such a, you gotta love baseball to love that game. There was nothing, no sexy home runs hit, no amazing, incredible plays that here and there, but, um, it was a pitching duel of guys that were throwing quality strikes, um, challenging at bats and hitters that were up there fighting, putting, trying to put the bat on the ball and scratching clawing. And um, that play of me going first to third and then, you know, an error being made and we end up scoring a run. It, just the whole, 
I just remember I, there's a picture of it on my Facebook that I pulled up uh, thinking about this interview and it was like just I can go back to that moment in my head it was amazing that is awesome that is so awesome Holy I also God. made a play in that game that my family still talks about um pop fly over near the dugout and I went sliding and I somehow slid like into the dugout pole yes put some <laughs> yellow paint onto my baseball pants I don't know yes. how but I remember that it was as 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 graceful as a collision as you could possibly Absolutely. have a little. I, it, I was inches from probably not finishing that game in a lot of ways. I didn't know there was a pole there, but I found out later. Um, but yeah, I, I still have those pants with the yellow streak on the inside of them too. So. <laughs> oh, maybe a, a little piece of Sal Magley went home with you that That's day. Right, souvenirs. Yeah. Oh, buddy, I can't tell you how um, thankful I am that you were able to jump on with us today and kind of kickstart this. This is, um, you know, we've, we've got kind of a vision for starting something pretty special here and, um, and couldn't be more excited to, to have, kick it off with you here. So thanks for taking the time, buddy, and uh, looking forward to catching up with you and Carly the next time that uh, you're home and that it's, uh, you know, a, a safe thing to do. So Yeah, when we're allowed back in New York, I'll see you at the spaghetti dinner. All right. Sounds good.